Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Uh, This week has been a very heavy week. I think it's been heavy for myself personally, as well as the city of LA, as well as the entire world. Everybody has is still shocked and and mourning the loss of the great Kobe Bryant. I think I've just been spending uh, just hours and hours just reading his quotes to seeing old footage to watching people talk about this man's legacy and that legacy I think among so many things is his work ethic. I think the term hard work has become synonymous with the name Kobe Bryant. The way that this man trains both mentally, physically, putting in the hours that others may not be willing to put in. It's all that kind of stuff that has pushed him into that space of being considered to be one of the greatest players to ever touch the basketball court and to even actually transcend even the sport itself to inspire uh, an entire globe. Today, my guest is Lex Ishimoto. Lex is a dancer, choreographer, actor, entrepreneur. He is the champion of So You Think You Can Dance season 14. And uh, Lex is a very, very versatile dancer. Um, He's very trained up in pretty much any style you can think of from jazz, lyrical, ballet, hip hop, tap, contemporary, b-boy, all of that. He's very much a student of dance in its entirety and if you see the way that this guy is able to literally weave in and out of all these styles and being able to touch on all of those things in such a way that I would say is close to being a masterful level though he doesn't consider himself to be a master that only shows that the way that he approaches the art of dance uh, as something that he very much loves and wants to learn every aspect of it and in a very almost obsessive kind of way and he breaks it down in terms of how he's learned how he's trained whether that be from teachers directly or whether that be from just finding things on YouTube and and teaching himself Um, I think the level in which he approaches his craft I would say um, I just kept thinking of Kobe as I was, uh, you know, talking to him. And this guy, he's, he's young. He's only 21. But seeing where he's at now and where he's, how he's grown up to where he's at now to where he's going, I feel like this is very much, I don't know, I can see him reaching that level as far as uh, his career and his legacy in, in dance. Uh, there's a lot in this episode from his routines of how he breaks down training from mental to physical to his goals, um, what he's trying to create for himself for the future. Uh, lightning rounds always fun, and him being a longtime listener of the pod, it was also dope to uh, just see and just hear his excitement of even being in this space. There's a lot to offer in this one. Yeah, I think let's just jump right into it. Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. I'm smiling right now because... Uh, this is the first time we're in our new home. We're at the Kinjas Complex. We have a podcast room, and here we are. And across from me, folks, we have the one and only Lex Ishimoto in the oh, yes. pod. <laughs> welcome to the pod, Lex. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And welcome to our new space. This is very exciting. I, we, this was something that we've been building. Well, we've been talking about this for a while, and we've been sitting 
on the place and when we talked about creating a uh, a room where we can let this thing live um it was just an idea and now here it is but uh but yeah man stoked to have you bro we've been Absolutely. trying to track you down for a minute <laughs> yeah we've been talking about this for a hot yes. minute <laughs> and speaking of like coming in hot you say you just got in town at 1 a.m last yep. night yep. or this morning <laughs> for sure and, and here you are bright and early man i appreciate you coming through bro. absolutely man of course um so if you guys don't know who lex is he's a dancer choreographer actor so you think you can dance season 14 champion and all around just killing the game. I feel like watching you, uh, I mean, I follow you on, on social media and I think just your videos, like one video to the next is just a new offering every time. <laughs> what I mean by that is that, bro, you have so many um, styles under your belt and, and in, in a way where it's like, you're you're masterfully doing each style and it, it, it's mind blowing, man. So uh, thanks. I don't know about mastering, but okay. definitely trying. Yeah, definitely trying. I, I, I think the humility, man, <laughs> and that's you know that's what's up. But um, you know, before we get into all the the dance stuff, um, let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? And all that. Um, so I grew up in Irvine, California. Um, okay. I'm a proud OC native right cool. there. Um, I started dancing when I was around seven years old, I think. Um, I, got, I saw the movie You Got Served. And, um, so you've seen You Got Served. Yep. <laughs> That's I'm the one around you. When I say that to some people these days, they don't know what I'm talking I, about. I literally bring it up in some of my classes too, and I get crickets. Yeah. And I yeah. get sad all the time. I, I still will say You Got Served was one of the best dance movies ever. Oh, in, period. In, in for history. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I saw that uh, movie, and I told my mom, like, I want to do everything that they're doing. Yeah. And then my sister also happened to be dancing, too. So that was, like, a, like a solid kickoff for me to be, like, I want to do what she's doing as well. So, right. like, it was before I started dancing, I used to go to the studio, and apparently I would just, like, stand there and watch her dance, like, for hours and hours and hours. So yeah. I think both of those, uh, the movie and my sister just, like, full throttled that into existence. And then... Um, do I just do I just go into my Keep whole going, journey? Man. Oh well, man! So, oh yikes! So your sister is the one who kind of got you into it, or you guys got into it at the same time? Uh, my sister was first, and okay. then uh, I saw her dance, and I was like, "Dang, I want to want to do exactly." And was what that she like just watching TV and then imitating, or is I need to go take classes in a studio? Did you already like hop into that route? Or? Oh man, I think it was like <clears throat> like me just like doing the most crazy dance moves that you can possibly think of in the living room mm -hmm. and then my mom was like okay let's let's not do that in the living room and maybe let's <laughs> yeah, do that yeah. in the in studio the okay. <laughs> yeah okay. for sure so she threw me in some classes and i started dancing from like uh seven to like nine like just consistent like dancing all the time and mm -hmm. then around that time um, i met this uh really really crazy dude named uh seal malonzo and uh he was <laughs> yeah. director on kava kids yeah uh during that time and he asked my mom if uh if i was willing to um come join kava kids yeah. uh, at that time and it was i think like 06 when i joined um crazy to think about that time and he offered to like bring me and my sister and drive me to the parking lot from my studio from my competitive studio to there and then bring me bring us back mm -hmm. um so that was really really generous so and that kicked off um, me being in a competitive studio and also just doing Kava Kids uh, full-time, yeah. especially at like that age. So, yeah, um, we did that for a couple of years. And then around age, I think I want to say 12 to 13, um, 
I booked my first national tour in Broadway musical um, for Billy Elliot the musical. So hold on. Yeah. So there's a big jump there. You yep. now you're talking about <laughs> started dancing, joined Kaba Kids, and now you booked the lead in Billy Elliot musical. There's a huge <laughs> gap there. <laughs> yeah, how did I guess you so. get from one to the other? Um, I think it was just consistent. Like that was like definitely like the consistent training. Yeah. Um, there wasn't uh, much change for that. Uh-huh. Um, Especially in your adolescence, there's really not much you can do but train. So it was just like hard work and I guess for the most part, just having fun doing it. Uh Um, And it was just consistent, consistent, consistency. And then all of a sudden there was this, uh, I think there was like a couple auditions that like I went to that I I didn't book, but I didn't really understand auditions at that time. It was just like, go go to my mom was like, go to this. And I was just like, okay, like I was up for anything. I was up for anything. Who introduced you to the commercial scene like that? That's a super good question. I have no idea actually. Um, I think like I was just, I think it might it might have been my mom. My mom okay. might might have been like, "Hey, like, do you wanna do you wanna go up to LA and yeah. like try try booking this um, mm. booking this thing? Like, there's like a dance agency. There's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, she didn't really know too much about dance, anyways, but yeah. she did all the research for me, and I was like, I'm down for whatever, yeah. you know. So was your mom in the arts or is she artistic in any way? Uh, she used to professionally ballroom dance. Actually, okay. um, that makes sense. And my grandma did it too, and she, uh, both of them are crazy at it. Wow! Um, yeah, not a lot of people so you, know that. Like this is the lineage. Your family, yeah, <laughs> I guess has been so. Doing this. Okay. Yeah, um, but I think barroom dance uh, is significantly different than commercial dance or yeah. hip hop in any sort of uh, in in terms of worlds. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she knew a lot about what 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 i was jumping into yeah um so there's definitely like that little conscious of being like is this actually gonna work um but i think after um i guess yeah after that i auditioned for billy elliott she was like hey there's an audition do you want to do it and then i did the audition in la i got a call back to fly to new york um and then i got i had to fly to new york twice to do to two odd callbacks auditions and then got a call um when i was back home and they said Hey, you got the role of Billy Elliot. Wow. Um, would you, would you want to be touring the second national tour with us um, for however long? And I was like, so what's Billy Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I um, started that and then I did that for two years. Wow. Yeah, on the road, yeah. How old are sure. you then? I think uh, from 12 to 14. 12, four, how old yeah. are you now? I'm 21. 21. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, that was a that was really really long, um, and I definitely want to say that's like definitely like a once in a lifetime experience for yeah. someone that age, and I'm definitely grateful to be a part of that and to have experienced that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like mom was supportive from day one, and then probably been your biggest supporter ever since. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, just like being not to be like stereotypic, but um, I think in the Japanese like household. Um, it's like if you if you pick something to do as your profession or yeah. if this is what you're going to do, like you do it with full heart, like right. there's no turning back, like yeah. this is what you do seriously. And I think like she took that into heart uh-huh. and I think uh, she was uh, she was very supportive yeah. of me in that. So. Where was school in all of this? School was there. Um, it was, casually speaking, it was just there mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't... Um, it wasn't the in in my eyes the priority, um, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to be frank, uh, I was actually really really terrible, and I was a really awful student. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I definitely want to say like that was 
that was something that I'm not proud to say that I was. Um, I gave my mom like a really, really hard time. So yeah, definitely I can't take back those years, but I'm trying to make them back right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you finish high school? Uh, I finished until uh, my junior year okay. and then I moved to Boston uh, on my senior year. I got my GED mm-hmm. and I graduated uh, high school. And I moved to Boston for two years, actually, um, to go to Boston Ballet. Okay. For sure. And how long have you been in L.A. now? I mean, you said you were in O.C. and then Boston, and but now you're currently in L.A., right? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I want to say, like, I've been trickling in L.A. and back uh, for the longest time. Um, and I've been, like, contemplating about living in L.A. for the past, like, four years, actually. Yeah. And every single time I started to look for a place, I've booked a job. Uh, that took me out of city or that had me constantly traveling so yeah. it didn't really make sense for me to pay for a place that i wasn't going to be living in sure. um and it's been like that for several years now but then over the over the years i've been talking about it with a few of my friends mm-hmm. and i've been gradually wanting to have a place called home mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um being a gypsy is amazing um, that's that's what i've been my whole life mm-hmm. i've been living in a suitcase and it has its t- ups and downs sure. uh, more maybe downs than ups yeah. but um uh, <laughs> Uh, definitely decided to make the make the move yeah. uh, sooner or later. <laughs> this is the first time you've like lived outside of parents' home. Yep, absolutely, Congrats, man. Absolutely, first for step sure. to manhood. Dude. Yep. <laughs> it took me a while, but yeah, yeah nah, dude, everybody has their time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to talk about you know as I mentioned earlier, you know from uh, styles of dance, right? Um, I think for. Many kids, I don't, I don't want to even say most, but many kids will kind of latch onto like the, the one style that they're really into, right? Whether it's hip hop, whether it's ballet, whatever it may be, right? And then they kind of just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I see you, I see you do, you can switch it up so quick and it's, it's legit each time, you know? So <laughs> that just tells me this guy has spent a lot of time in many disciplines. Um, what made you feel like that was either something that you felt was necessary or that you wanted what was what was that like for you um i think it was both i think it was i think at that time when i started dance and gradually uh, made it more serious i think it was both necessary and important and Mm -hmm. something that i wanted to do like Mm -hmm. initially like for myself like i i was like i want to be able to do all of it and at that time, I definitely had inspirations um, of dance, uh, even in my like early childhood. But it was always I have this this person, this teacher, but this specific style, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next, and then I thought to myself, like, is there anyone that can do it all? And then mm-hmm. at that time, I couldn't, I didn't really have an answer, and, and mm-hmm. it was definitely a no. And I was like, if if there wasn't anybody, I mean, this is a child's dream, but yeah. I was like, why why don't I? why don't I do it, you know? And why don't I try to be the first person that can do everything, every single style and in the, in the highest uh, performance. Yeah. So that was definitely my go-to. And then I think that dream has still stuck with me to this day. Who are some of those inspirations that you looked up to? Oh man. Um, so we had when I started Kaba Kids. There was also we we were practicing in a fifth floor parking lot, and mm-hmm. I think they still do possibly. But um, next at UCI? to that, at UCI uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. And next to that, um, in the actual UCI uh, community uh, center, there's this studio called Focus Dance Center. Yeah. So when I, I was doing competitive studio and I was doing Kaba Kids, and then I also 
um, went to that studio because my competitive studio didn't really have a lot of tap. So mm-hmm. I commuted to take tap lessons there, and they they also held Boogie Zone Utopias, yeah. uh, Boogie Zone classes there as yeah. well. So hip hop, I would say like Tucker Barkley, um, Tony Zar, um, those were like basically the the most affordable for us because. Um, there was not really a lot of time to go go up to LA to take classes from from the best people yeah. and, and like that was the only way to reach out to actually take those classes so mm-hmm. those two definitely um definitely a lot of Kaba kids members and a lot of Kaba modern members as mm-hmm. well because as a Kaba kid like the, you had the privilege and you had the honor to be able to have access to Kaba modern members right. and legacy members so um I got to dance with um Mike Song and, and uh, Tony and Andrew Symbol and like there's just all, yeah, all yeah. these people um, and that was specific genre right there you know and then there was Chaz Bazan from Contemporary Contemporary World and then there was like there's just so many like aspects that you could, like you could write a book about like how many people that ins- like inspired me and there's just no limit especially as a child like you know you, you just want to do everything yeah. so yeah I think that definitely propelled me That's for sure I mean, yeah, speaking of your lineage, I mean, I'm Kaba fam too, man. So when I like think back to like where I have been to like the generation of Kaba kids and then like, you know, I, I, it's easy for me to like kind of be at this position like, dang, dude, look how far we've come. You know, we celebrated 25 years. I mean, we had, that's like our 26th year now. Yep. Um, And to just see that from kids to modern to legacy and then, you know, and and on um the family is so it's it's we have a huge family yep, tree you know absolutely. what i mean and, um to see that you um come from there makes it blows my mind i'm like dang man there's so there's so much that's being grown yeah. in that space and it's just yeah it makes me proud to even you know look at that um so as you mentioned you kind of were inspired by all these individuals Um, wanting to have all these things under your belt, asking yourself the question of, is there anyone out there that does it all? And Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't really see anyone. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, maybe I can be that, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you think something like that, like that kind of hunger and ambition, like where do you think that comes from? And, And before you answer, because, you know, when I think, I mean, obviously everybody, it's still on everyone's mind still so fresh um the great kobe bryant who just passed a week ago mm-hmm. um you know he in so many ways embodies the term hard work it's mm-hmm. like synonymous when you For think sure. hard work you think kobe bryant you know and 100 and people will say he's the goat because he's undeniably maybe the hardest working athlete in history right For sure Completely. and um and when i look at somebody who was at that caliber and had such a unique mentality that most people don't have. Um, And then I look at somebody like you where you feel like I want to be good at all of this stuff. And is there anyone out there that does it all in Mm -hmm. a masterful way, whether you want to define it as masterful or not? Mm -hmm. And your answer was like, no, I don't see anyone. I want to be that Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's just as you're talking, I'm just thinking and maybe because it is fresh, but like, you know, people who who are that way, it's not a dime a dozen. No, mm. Like it's not a common thing where everyone's <laughs> like, I'm going to be great at everything and then actually be able to like, you know, like mm. build your way, take the steps to actually like, wow, 
you're actually on the path to getting there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So in your mind, as far as you wanting to be that, like, I want to be that guy. I don't think that it, I don't see anyone out there, but I want to be that guy. Like, where do you think that came from? Oh, man. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, rip to Kobe Bryant. Like that, that was definitely like a huge shock to the world. Um, I think that mentality wise, um, I think that it just comes from being a competitor, I think, and it might just be uh, a naturally born thing, but um, I was always a competitor, uh, not with anybody else, but with myself. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think, like, overall, like, anything that I did in school, like, art classes or PE classes and stuff like that was all highly competitive, um, and I was never really happy with myself, so I think that was where the professional, like, the, I guess not professionalism, but I think the the perfectionist um, outcome came in, and that's the worst thing that can really happen to you, I guess. Mm-hmm. In that in that time frame, I think you're like always striving to be better, but you're never happy with the the product that you make. Um, so I think it was like a good and bad situation, um, but I think I tried to manifest that as much as possible and try not to go back on on the word that I gave to myself and to other people. So I think uh, over time I was like, I can't really let myself down. Like I can't, I can't go back now after I'm, after I'm saying that and mm. I've really put in a lot of hours already. So why stop now? And mm. I think over the years, um, I think people are resistant to the things that they can't do. Um, and I think once they once they find that tunnel vision and it's great, I think they they choose the path that they want to do and make the most out of it. And I absolutely encourage that. Absolutely. Um, but I think as long as you have those tunnels open and you have those variety of roads open for you, then you have the, you have options, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think options are really, really reliable for, for me at least. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's where I am. Um, that, you know, when you say you can't go back on your word, like if I said that, I can't like go back on that, you know, that, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, that involves a lot of, um, integrity and that Mm -hmm. involves a lot of, um, yeah, just like committing and, and, and loyalty, right. Even Mm -hmm. whether that be to yourself or whether that be to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, did you learn that or pick that up from like your parents or do you feel like that's just kind of something that just happened for you? Um, I think all the above. Um, I think myself, like I just manifested like that whole thing myself um my mom definitely like Mm -hmm. my mom is Mm -hmm. definitely like a she stays to her gut she stays to her word um and she's reliable in that way um uh i think some of it comes from reading too much anime (laughs) (laughs) um what's your anime oh man i have uh my favorite's one piece but i mean it could i mean i started uh i started with naruto and that was that was the the go-to at all times dragon ball um all of that and then um i think part of it comes from kaba kids as well um i think all the directors that i've had over the years um made it a point of to to have community as number one and have loyalty as number one and having a sense of pride in what you, what you do. Yeah. Um, and before, before we even did dance moves, uh, CEO like made us, made us remember the, the, the team, uh, slogan. Mm-hmm. And it was a long slogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's yeah. a long one. And yeah. you know, too, you uh-huh. know, um, and it, it was, for the longest time i was so confused i was like why why aren't we why are we just sitting here trying to remember a bunch of words that <laughs> that i have no idea what it means yeah, um, yeah and and now and now i realize over time like sure like what that what that impact was and i think overall like all of all of that sense of wanting to 
wanting to be excellent without knowing it, yeah. um, I think started to manifest as yeah. well. Do you keep mentors around you or do you have mentors in your life? Oh yeah. Um, whether or not they know that they're mentors or not, um, I, I definitely have so many and I yeah. think mentorship is definitely something that is reliable and it's something that I think everyone needs. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't think it's possible to do alone, especially in this industry. Um, so maybe, maybe too many mentors. <laughs> that's cool, man. I mean, yeah. um, you know, you, when you say whether they know it or not, that's, that's really cool because, um, yeah, I mean, we're all, we're inspired by people from all different, you know, uh, disciplines, whether that be in dance, sports, mm -hmm. um, teachers, philosophers, authors, you know, all sorts of people. And, um, cause I think the term mentor, uh, I find that to be a very, like, if you say, uh, or if I were to say someone's my mentor, that for me, that means like, I really study this person, like from the things that they do and how they do them to the way that they think to even their routines of mm. like, what time does this guy wake up in the morning? What <laughs> yeah. does he do after well, he wakes sure. up? Like, what does he do in 24 hours? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I think on that level. So, um, and I feel like for you too, with the way that you really, study um to the t of everything that you really want mm -hmm. um like there's a lot going on in your your mental capacity as far as like um to call somebody a mentor means you need to take time spend time mm -hmm. with that person either whether that be physically together or reading watching whatever mm -hmm. it is right yep um so speaking of the like putting in time when you get to training and stuff, uh, what does your training consist of in terms of like, let's just say a typical day of I'm training today. Um, what does that look like from the moment that you wake up to the moment you go to bed? Um, I think it's, uh, it's a lot of research. Um, so there's a, there's a physical aspect to it and there's a mental aspect to it, I think. And I use a lot of the mental aspect portion. Um, I think from my adolescence to where I'm at now, like it's been training and training and training and training and training. And that's all there is to it. Um, there's nothing more to it. There's no, I don't think there's a lot of creative aspects to it uh, when you're young because you don't have the, the mental capacity to, I think, force that out mm -hmm. yet. Um, even though there might be a pile of it inside sure, your head. Yeah. Um but um, you do all the work to be physically ready. Um, and then I think nowadays it's just all about, for me, like research. Like when I was little, there was no, if there wasn't a way for me to get to the classes that I wanted to go, then YouTube um, just started mm -hmm. blowing up. Um, and I was on that for the longest times <laughs> yeah. like it was that's where i started to learn my first tap steps that's where i started to learn like a little bit of uh tricking and yeah and you those, learn tricking off of youtube yeah for sure like <laughs> like that's you crazy, watch like dude. yeah <laughs> um, i watched like my first um my b-boy videos there yeah. like after seeing you got served i was like what is that type of style yeah and they said b-boying and i was like i went to youtube and i found this like old 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 gamblers crew from korea yeah. like video and i was like man and it was like it was literally like a second to second like pause play pause play pause play and wow. like trying to understand and try to at least like manifest like what what in the world they're doing mm -hmm. um so uh yeah it was a lot of research and i still do it now um and it's i think it's important for 
it's not just like, oh, how can I do this? Um, it's important to uh, ask yourself, like, why I can't do this? Mm-hmm. And once you figure out what the problem is, then you can find a solution rather than trying to find a solution right away, um, for me mm-hmm. at least. And it's been a lot of uh, a lot of tough times and being able to not find a, not find a solution. So mm-hmm. now it's, I think it's just problem solving for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kinesthetic Brand. Um, dang, man. When you say, like, learning, I mean, tap already is very hard to learn, even if someone were to be right in front of you teaching. Mm. Um, and then you learning that off of YouTube, pause, play, tricking, even scarier in my opinion because you can very easily hurt yourself which i'm sure you probably have hurt yourself many times but you get up and you keep trying get up and keep trying pause play rewind and all that like Mm -hmm. that's crazy bro like that's something that um again i don't think people are willing to just in general just take take it to that level of Mm. i want this so bad and if no one's gonna teach me I'm going to find out how to learn it myself. Um, I'm going to look it up. And obviously the internet's a great tool for that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, I mean, so when you hurt yourself, when you are having a hard time, frustration sets in, because you mentioned earlier that like you'll create something or you'll do something and then you'll look back at it like, ah, that's not, that's not it. I need Mm -hmm. to get back to it, you know? Um, And you mentioned that there's a physical side and then there's a mental side, but the physical side of it, you know, can we get maybe a little bit, um, maybe deeper into the physical side of what is it in terms of if you're trying to get a certain technique, um, how do you practice that technique? Is it like practicing hits like for an hour straight to Mm -hmm. like, okay, now I want to get into footwork to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So when you get down into the, the nitty gritty of the physical side, Mm -hmm. um, can we kind of break down that, what that looks like for you? Um, for me, uh, I'll do a lot of research, um, on online and then like even, even, even the most unreliable of Wikipedia uh, to find, (laughs) um, I'll go to a a certain dance style and then Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll look up foundation and then, uh, let's say b-boying um there, there's top rock there's 
floor work and then there's power there's blow-ups and then there's the last freeze you know and then mm -hmm. there's sessions ciphers everything like that and then i'll take each thing and then i'll try to lock in the drills that are available and then i'll do it over and over and over and over again um and as soon as something feels comfortable then then i'll start to move on and then mm -hmm. uh, continue continue but um even the the simplest things uh, nowadays are possibly one of the hardest things to understand and grasp. Um, so it's a lot of trial and error. Um, if if you ask like the people that are around me all the time, it's me constantly like watching videos and then trying it and then not hurting myself. But like there's always that like crash uh, yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's always a uh, that's always a lot of um, I guess sense of laughter and happiness of um being like oh man i i can't i can't do that yet and then there's also that frustration point <laughs> we got anthony uh heckling us from the window <laughs> yeah no go keep going uh-huh um but yeah um there's lots of points where um there's the, the frustration kicks in so much that uh you're you're saying to yourself like why am i doing this to myself mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. all times um and then uh, you come you come back to your intention of like like what's your what's your intention yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and and usually for me is um uh, like i want to i want to i want to be the best you right. know whatever best means to me at that time um mm -hmm. and i want like i want to be able to do this and i should be able to do this mm -hmm. um so whether or not i could have or not at that mm -hmm. time i'm not sure but uh even then like it was continue continuation mm -hmm. at all times and and my mom was there too and she was um she wasn't strict but um she was always like uh there was there was a sense of um always pushing the boundaries for me mm -hmm. um and whenever i got something correctly i would show my mom you know because she was my number one audience yeah. number one fan member f or i guess lesson and life lesson for me for so sure. whenever i get something i go to her and be like hey can you watch this yeah. i just got this um and she would always i think i think in her mind she was like good mm -hmm. but there was never that vocal sense of that or nor did i sense any of that it was mm -hmm. more so like okay what's next mm -hmm. or what like is there something better that's coming up mm -hmm. and then that would always be a lot of frustration in mm -hmm. my part because everyone else would have been like oh that's great that's awesome but i didn't get that from my mom so yeah. for me that was up to like even till now like whatever i do like i'm not happy with myself because i know like would would i like deep inside like did i did that did i do the best that i mm. possibly could have done and if i brought this and show this to my mom like would 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 she would she say something in 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 the same aspect of me mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so yeah are you uh a routine oriented person meaning like do you plan things like i'm gonna wake up at this time and then i have this all these things planned out hour to hour each day or uh, kind of just go with the flow uh sometimes and mm -hmm. sometimes not um there's i think there's places where uh those uh scheduling is super important yeah um but then i think the human body uh over time gets uh comfortable with something even going to the gym like um 
even if it's the hardest thing in the world, if you have repetition, uh, it gets easier over time. Right, so right. I think it's important to uh, keep the brain functioning at like a, a rapid fire yeah. uh, mentality um, for me. So there's times where I'm like, there there needs to be this type of drilling. There needs to be this type of schedule. But then there's some times where I wake up and I'm like, what should I do right now? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do right now? Mm-hmm. And what did I not write down that I surely must do right now? Mm. So, do you write stuff down? Are you like a journaler? Um, I'm I'm on and off. On and off. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I tried to like hold like a little like diary book. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Didn't go that well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully I'll I'll go back into it. I don't I don't think I should be forcing myself to do something. I think it's it's important for you to want to do sure. want to do that. Um, but. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, <laughs> yeah, as far as just like whether you write down like your goals, oh or, yeah, you know, plans and all that. But I do yeah. definitely write down my goals and okay. write down what I need to like accomplish in that setting. I yeah. think like writing things down on like a on on a device um, uh-huh. rather than uh, writing it makes a huge difference. Like, which one do you prefer? Writing, writing like, like pen, pen and paper. paper. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, yeah. like I think it. I think it's scientifically proven to like yeah. boost your memorization skills, yeah. and also it just has uh, a little bit more of a, a comfortable setting for mm-hmm. it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when you train, do you um, are you somebody who likes to practice by yourself, or do you like to practice with people, one other person, a group of people? I'm a very solitary person. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I've been that like my whole my whole my whole life. I think. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm a very really. Uh, uh, dry person uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm also uh i guess n- not kid friendly <laughs> um kid friendly yeah I, okay. I mean like my my face isn't like ha- like happy all the time like, even oh, if, like my insides are <laughs> so like when i teach like little kids like they sometimes yeah, i think they, they get scared of me <laughs> okay i see what you're saying <laughs> yeah um but i think that comes from like me trying to like concentrate on my on my sure. craft the uh-huh. whole entire time and I think it might have been a, a little on a negative connotation sometimes, okay. but I think okay. it was just like me, like purely focused on, on, on what I wanted to do, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily like small talk. Um, mm. I, like I, if it, if I was gonna like talk to someone, I needed it to be substantial to me and them, sure. and not just a, a quick little, hey, what are you doing? Or is yeah. it actually uh, it's gonna be substantial yeah, to me? Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's interesting. I mean, you know you were on Kaba kids. There's a bunch of other kids around you. I mean, you're in a group, you know what I'm saying? And, um, not to say that, uh, you know, just because you move through group settings that you always need to be there. Cause I think, you know, some people, um, would you consider yourself an introvert? Like you like that alone time for you to charge? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's very, um, interesting because like, I think dance being such a social thing. I mean, I think, um, I mean, yeah, there are solo dancers and stuff, but I mean, everybody at some point is going to be in a classroom yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about You Got Served being like, you know, one of your, your favorite movies, like the the crew aspect, you know, like these giant just energy of ciphers and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's like such a part of our culture. Yeah. Um, but for just because we like move through those spaces regularly doesn't mean that... Uh, the way that we energize comes from that. Like sometimes mm-hmm. people energize from, you know, their, their 
their solitude, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in their alone spaces of training and stuff. Yep. And you mentioned that, um, you know, you'll, you'll try something or you'll kind of practice something and then you'll show somebody like, Hey mom, like, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. You know? So there's still, even though maybe the, the actual building process may be done by yourself, but the feedback you still seek that like because yeah. it's kind of a sounding board right You're like i don't know whether this is cool what do you think let me yeah. let me let me like recite something to you or let me sing something for you whatever yeah. it's just like let me know what you think so yeah that sounding board is also still very important right absolutely um and over time i think you being by yourself is always great but there's always a different eye that that sees other things differently um and that's with every any any person at all Mm -hmm. so and ultimately um whether or not dance is a sport or an art um there's always an audience Mm -hmm. um that you're trying to portray to i think dance first and foremost i think it's our jobs to show the audience what the music looks like Mm -hmm. you know and if there's no audience then then what exactly are we doing uh, externally, sure. you know, internally, absolutely to make us feel happy, to mm-hmm. feel joy and to feel accomplishment. Absolutely. And to keep inspiring ourselves. Absolutely. But then there's also the, the, the portion of being able to entertain, to be able to keep someone at your grasp and have that power to show exactly what you do. Yeah. Um, so that, so that portion, absolutely. Um, whether or not I take their feedback or not, like, <laughs> well, yeah. um, is, it's a completely different story, but yeah. there's always the, the once you get once you get the specific type of move or this specific type of mindset, then you want to be able to show other yeah. people as well. I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. You mentioned dance being an art or sport. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts towards that? One or the other or both? Oh, man, I think I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the both both okay. side. Yeah, for sure. Um, over time, I think it slowly started to change to both. I I I was at an all art. Uh, yeah. phase for a really really long time yeah. but then over time i've been talking to a lot of people and my statistics like it's at 50 50 right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i haven't don't really want to say like too bold of a thing right now because i know a couple of years from now it might change yeah. and then i might be like oh my god you said that in a podcast <laughs> <It's> stupid <laughs> no man well i think like well that's great to you know kind of pull the reins back a little bit because i think you know, we're at a time where things, I mean, things always evolve, but I feel like we're at a time where things are, I can see the evolution right now. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just like, oh, wow, I didn't realize how we got here, like, mm-hmm. you know, because it's been so long. Yeah. But right now is the time where I see, it's like, uh-oh, something's turning and I can see because there's a lot of conversations that are being had yep. and not just the conversations but i see you know a lot of times we'll we'll kind of be like well something's actually happening when you see it in media or when you see it um you know like whether that be uh, an athletic brand putting mm-hmm. on dance in, in a certain way that whoa they've never done that before yep. you know so something's happening you know yep. what i mean and i think it's a very exciting time and it's an interesting conversation to have because i think it's conversations like this from the people who are in that space, mm-hmm. um, I think those are the people who are going to move the needle. You know what I mean? Mm, and absolutely. I think, uh, and I, I get what, when you, what you say or why you're saying that it's both like it's art and the sport. Cause I think it depends on what aspect that you're looking at it from, yeah, exactly. right? Like the perspective, like from this perspective, it's art, but from mm-hmm. this perspective, it could clearly be a sport. Yep. 
and I think, you know, the, the physical side of it, you know, when it comes to training, mm-hmm. um, the hours and the technique and the, yeah. the blood, sweat, tears and the discipline is just as much as any other sport is. Yeah. And then obviously the, the expression and how to emote and all of that and portray music and visually represent what the music is saying is artistic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, but I mean, if you look at like, I don't know, the sport of basketball, there's art there. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like, for sure. like martial arts, which is clearly like labeled as a sport. Mm-hmm. The term art is in the name. Yep. It's martial arts, for you know, sure. and there's artistry yep. there. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, um, interesting to be able to kind of look at it. And I, I love talking about it not to say that we're putting a stamp in it mm-hmm. because we're not, we're, yeah. we're, we're in the process of figuring it out. And yeah. I think it's, you know, guys like you, when I look at guys like you, I'm like, yo, this guy is, he's a part of this conversation for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely, you know I mean? for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important to have disagreements as well. Totally. Um, I think disagreements and, uh, I think that whole perspective of someone not agreeing with you makes yeah, conversation. Absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't want to have someone at my side at all times, like agreeing with me the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was just me. It would just be so boring. It's just yeah. so stale, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's why I say in a lot of like, a lot of my classes as well, like is to have conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to agree with me in order for us to be friends in order for you to learn something from me sure. or vice versa. You know, I think it's important to, to have your own opinion and but if you have your opinion then you should definitely be standing by it you yeah, know yeah. Um, whether or not it be true or not you yeah know? uh speaking of classroom setting so you you do teach you travel mm-hmm. you teach i and, do um in that space you know um obviously people are there to learn moves from you right they mm-hmm. want to like learn some cool lex moves yeah um and i'm sure you talk in there too and and but it's not a lecture, it's a dance class. So you can't really like unpack a lot of things. And you know, the, the questions that we often receive at, at the end of a class, like, do you have a tip for me? Or, you know, how do I work on this or that? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure every question is very different, but yep. if you were to have, let's say like a general tip for maybe some of the most common questions that you have, mm-hmm. whether that's, um, inspiration, like where do you get your inspiration from? Or how do you, how are you so good? <laughs> or, yep. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. what would you say maybe in kind of a general tip that, um, you would get that you wouldn't be able to answer in five seconds, but yeah. you know, you um, have this. I think the, one of the top answers I get, um, or I give mm-hmm. is, um, ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is the, is the question asking, that you're asking me, um, really going to fulfill the question that you really want, Mm -hmm. you know, um, is, is you asking me how do, uh, like, how do I do this? Or, or what, like what makes a great dancer, um, really going to fulfill your, like what you feel internally? Mm -hmm. Um, and is it different than, and is the outcome actually going to affect how you, how you, act you know Mm -hmm. um so i definitely always say like is that is that truly the question that you want to ask right now or is that the right question that you Mm. that you really uh are trying to provide you know um i also say like a lot of times like how do i do this or i i always say go back to foundation like it's it's always a there's there's a reason why it's called foundation Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people try to skip past it in Mm -hmm. order to get to the big Mm -hmm. and meet um, but there's always, there's always the bone first, yep. you know? Um, and I think, uh, the biggest and last one that I always say is, uh, 
uh, be able to take class uh, correctly. Um, I think, mm. especially nowadays, um, I think the dance world has shifted in a super fast moment. Like, it's so fast that like it's hard. It's hard to keep up, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, class in a not not just in LA, but class has been turning into. You go into a class, you learn the combo, mm-hmm. you film it, and then it's on social media, and then that's it. Yeah. Um, and for me, class has never been like that. So I think it's important for other people to understand what class is. And I try to take that initiative and try to put that into my classes as well. And mm-hmm. sometimes um, I say no phones, no recording. Sometimes there will be that, but that's just for souvenir yeah. or that's just for purely for that sake. Mm-hmm. And But your main priority for you is to be taking taking class. And you number one for that initiative is to show up. And yeah. they probably already accomplished that. And number two is you paid for the class, so you take the damn thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dig it, man. Dude, those are some solid pieces of advice, bro. Yikes. I um, I, so I saw on your website, you know, dancer and all that. I'm like, yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. But it said entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean to you? Um, a lot of different things. Um, I don't just take uh, dance seriously. I take a lot of different things mm-hmm. seriously as well. I do photography. I do cooking. I do cinema. And I wow. tried to start my own clothing line uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, and then I had to stop that a little bit because I didn't want to turn into me saying that it's a clothing line when I just when I just buy t-shirts and put a logo on it mm-hmm. and I think it's now that I have the research and I, now that I have the motivation to actually do the research I think it's much more than that and I think that I need to take it up a little bit further in the research area before I have a have a product to sell mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I think all of those manifest into uh me not being just a dancer Mm -hmm. um and absolutely that's my main priority that's Mm -hmm. my profession that's what i do as a living absolutely but um as a as a as lexi shimoto um i think i'm definitely uh in in a small aspect an entrepreneur yeah yeah for sure i love that man i think there's you know that term is such like a buzzword, you know, especially nowadays you got like the Gary V's and everything. Yep. Like, oh, it's, it's dope to be an entrepreneur. And, yep. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not making fun of that. I mm-hmm. actually think that if you want to be that start labeling yourself that because mm-hmm. it, it's the language that you tell yourself to what you're putting out there. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, I don't have a you know a billion dollar company. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still putting logos on T-shirts, yep. and I'm still trying to figure it out. But mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur. Yep. I think that's the essence of an entrepreneur. That's mm-hmm. the essence of an anything. If you say like, oh, I don't want to say I'm a dancer because I'm not professional yet. Yeah, it's like, well, how do you ever feel like you're going to get professional yeah. if you don't start calling yourself that yeah, now? You absolutely. know what I mean? Like you got to convince yourself that this is the goal. This is what I'm going to be. Yep. And then whether it be on a big scale or small. You know, it's a matter of, you know, believing for yourself what you are, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, you, you have this term, stay legendary, that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you often hashtag and it's yep. kind of like in your normal kind of vernacular. What does that mean to you? Um, started off as like simple as that, just a hashtag. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely um, life inspired and anime inspired as well. Um, I think a lot of people have like a misconception of it. Um, uh, stay legendary as like a as a brand and as like a term i think people oftentimes say oh he's stating himself as a legend like what kind of <laughs> narcissist does that you know <laughs> and i totally get where they're coming from uh-huh. um but the essence of stay legendary is um 
when I look back, even at anime or even the legends of this world, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a dancer, singer, artist, anything, um, people come and go. It's that's life. Um, but people who stay are are redeemed as legends because they left something behind and some that something that they left behind can be never be forgotten yeah. you know they have a sense of pride and they've they've left something that other people can take on and i think that's a true legend in itself and i think they can be called legend but what they do is legendary and mm. in order for that to be preserved um i think for me that's exactly what i want to do with my life i, I just don't want to do this like take this seriously and then have nothing to leave behind as well mm-hmm. um and i think that that's what sparked uh the stay side of it and i don't know if i'll ever be one <laughs> to be honest but um uh definitely striving towards it and if i ever do have a slight accomplishment of it of me mentally and physically inside being like i think i've i've done my part mm-hmm. then as soon as i go maybe there might be one person that me that that might have been inspired by that so yeah. yeah that's what sparked it that's dope man yeah um you're a pretty young dude man you're 21 but <laughs> um you know i mean like not to knock that at all but uh the concept of success you know everybody wants to be successful in life mm-hmm. what does that mean to you man success is a really really hard term to understand even for me at this age um i think i've i've had uh, the the humbling part of of achieving a little bit of it i think um but i think success isn't like one term i think it comes in waves and it's really it's not something that is attainable in just one setting um mm-hmm. like i said before waves don't just stay up um it, it rises up as high as possible and it comes back down to a normal normal sea level mm-hmm. and i think it's important for you to understand to grasp the highest and do something with that wave or else success is always coming in Mm -hmm. it's 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 not like it's never gonna be there it's always coming in it's literally what you do with it and then do with it before it goes to sea level Mm. Uh, for me i don't know if that's a right term but that's that's what it is right now so it's right yeah i love it man yeah um i'm gonna do a lightning round with you i'm gonna fire off some quick fire questions Uh and you need to do as best as you can all right to be quick with it lightning in three two one what is your favorite food favorite food oh ramen hands down what is your favorite athletic brand favorite athletic brand uh i'd have to say nike what is your favorite movie my favorite movie oh yikes uh inception okay what is a bad habit that you have bad habit that i have um i don't smile often and (laughs) um i fall asleep in the weirdest places (laughs) awesome if you could have a superpower what would it be superpower um not having to sleep what is your superpower what is my superpower oh yikes i don't think i have one um (laughs) My superpower is, I think, subconscious, like unconsciously, like making people laugh. I guess okay. I don't think it's funny, but I think they think I'm funny because I don't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! It worked. It made me laugh. Yeah, it works. Just superpower. Yeah, going back to the not being able to sleep. Yeah, that's a freaking good one, man. I would love to not have to need to sleep. Yeah. Um, 
What is your most memorable dance moment? Memorable dance moment. Oh, <laughs> yikes. I think it's uh, self-explanatory, but um, I guess in a way it is a dance moment, but it's uh, it's so stereotypical. But I think winning uh, So You Think You Can Dance, that moment itself was a... Uh, There's nothing stereotypical like about pinnacle, that. That's pinnacle a pretty right big there. moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm sure that was... You'll never forget that yeah. one for sure. Um, dream collab. Oh man, too many, too many, too many, way too Off many. The top. Ah! The first one that comes in. Oh shit! Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but it's all good, uh, bro. It's not radio. <laughs> collab, collab. Like physically or whatever. Ooh. I mean, if it's not physical, what it would be a mental collab. I mean, that that works too. That's true. Um, man, I'd say maybe with clothing line acronym. Oh, okay. So you yeah. want the clothing line? Yeah, okay, sick. Sure. Acronym. Yes, I feel that. Dream opportunity, something that you would love the opportunity to do. Dream opportunity. Um, that's a good question. I think that's a that's a funny question because I think the dream opportunities and the dream things that I wanted to do, I'm mm-hmm. doing right now. Um, okay. You know, really, really small scale. Uh, yeah. I've wanted to collab with so many different people. Um, I just started collabing last year with Trevor Takamoto mm-hmm. and I've known him for a long time, but I wanted to do it mm-hmm. for so long and I think I'm manifesting it now and realizing that I can do it. Yeah. Like now that I'm 21, like I have the power to schedule things and make things happen for myself. Yeah. Um, and also I think a huge one would be to be able to showcase uh, and possibly create a different algorithm to to be able to move your body and have that kind of formula and then showcase that in front of a wide variety of audiences of dancers and non-dancers. Yeah. That's amazing. For sure. That sounds hella tight. The one person who has had the biggest impact in your life. Yikes. I mean, sub, like there, there's the, I think there's definitely two. Mm-hmm. Um, one definitely be my mom. Um, uh, she's definitely had a substantial uh, say and a, a foot to propel me. Yep. And other than my family members, um, I think uh, there's uh, one mentor that's guided me a long way. His name is Zach Ryan Shegel. Um, he he's not known and I don't think he wants to be known in the, in the wide variety of Mm -hmm, aspects, mm -hmm. but, um, he's definitely propelled me a lot and definitely, um, kind of showed me and expanded my horizons Mm -hmm. on what's possible and what's, what's right or wrong and Mm -hmm. what wrong is. Um, so I definitely that, and he just definitely him, him himself as a dancer uh he moves like water so yeah <laughs> definitely him dope sure. dope what's your worst fear my worst fear um losing family members yeah gotcha losing loved ones per se less of more of if you could see something less of in the world and also more of in the world what would those 
I've heard this in the podcast, and it stumps me to this day how people come come up with solutions right away. <laughs> um, <clears throat> less small talk and and more. I think for right now, the simplest way is to say work. Less small talk and more work for now. Take it. Yeah. What's your golden rule? What's your life mantra? My life mantra, I think a lot of people already know, to stay legendary. Uh, thick and thin, no matter how successful or unsuccessful it might be as a brand or as a life motto, um, I'll always stick by that. Dope. I love it, man. Lex, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I know you're, you're busy <laughs> and you're flying all over in and out of town and it's hard to get you in and... Got you in bright and early this morning. Absolutely. Um, yeah, first off, dude, congrats, man. Like, from So You Think to where you're at now, like, you, you're you going, bro. And, and it's it's dope to watch and it's inspiring. I'm over here looking at your sweater. It says Muse. Yeah. <laughs> inspiration, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, absolutely. you're inspiring um, an entire generation that looks up to you to oh, the, the older generations like myself that I'm like, yo, these, these guys are the future. This is the current, you know what I mean? And... You're, you're putting in work, and I love that you are rooted, you know, in terms of, you know, when you go, going back to Kaba Kids to, you know, keeping the mentors that you keep around, people that you're mentioning that you look up to, and um, and you're definitely taking, you know, huge uh, leaps with your own personal career, and you're doing it in a way where I feel like it's admirable, man, you know? And, Thank you. And, like, um, again, just with... The work that you're putting in for the art of dance, for the sport of dance, um, it's dope, man, because I think it's guys like you who are going to pave the way for the future where this thing goes, man. I appreciate and, uh, that. And, and it's not to um, gas you up. It, it's just, oh, yeah, it's just a real, real thing. <laughs> Gratitude and, for that. Um, I hope that just keeps pushing you to keep going and, and keep inspiring, man. So, Absolutely. Thank you definitely for coming will. through, bro. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been, this is definitely uh, kind of surreal, actually. Like, it's been it's been a while since I've, like, ever since last year or two years ago, like, I've started to, I ran into Mike, and then all of a sudden, like, you guys started just blooming, and then hmm. I was just, like, I had a sense of, like, wow, like, this is what community can do, and uh, I've been starting to have a little bit of collaborations with uh, small doses of uh, Kinjas members and outside people from the hip hop communities. And I think community is super important. So thank you for you guys for all that you guys do. And I appreciate you. Keep on inspiring as well. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Right. Yeah, thanks for having you, me. Man. Appreciate it. Uh, where can people follow the journey? Um, I'm always on the low, but if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, uh, Lex underscore Ishimoto, I've been really, really super heavy on my YouTube, uh, ever since last year and this year, I've been doing a lot of content work on that. So if you want to follow me on that, Lex Ishimoto. Yep. Word. And then your website, is that like a thing or, uh, website is on hold right now. Okay, um, doing hold. a little bit of, uh, creative, uh, differences here and there for my own sake. And, okay. um, I'm going to definitely, I'm not going to put out any product that's half-assed. So until then stay tuned. Love it. Yeah. I dig it. Guys, thank you so much for listening and or watching. Um, yes, this is, we're, we're deep into this pod. We're here at the Kinjas Complex. It's a new year. It's a new decade. Um, it's exciting. Thank you guys for listening. If this is valuable, fun, entertaining, anything that's dope, 
Um, all we ask that you do is share it. Take a screenshot on your phone. Tag us, Kinja's Podcast, Cast with the K. We're on IG, Twitter, Facebook, uh, websites, kinjas.com slash podcast. Um, get into the podcast apps and leave us a five-star review um, or five-star rating. Write us a review. We read through all that stuff. Um, you guys have been leaving a ton of really dope reviews. We're going to do another recap episode just to kind of shout some of the dope ones out. But, um, yeah, read through all that stuff. That stuff helps us get better. And the ratings, the five-star ratings, just help us get get, get the visibility on the charts. So um, keep doing that. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you all next time. Peace. Catch your